Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to episode 48 of Talk 4, the quickfire podcast where we ask four great questions to unique and interesting people. Behind the mic today is your host, Louis Scoopian. That's me and our very special guest for today, Kyle Strout, who's going to be answering some questions today. Kyle, please say hi, introduce yourself, and give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do before I shoot some questions. Yo, I'm Kyle. <laughs> And I am a multidisciplinary artist, but people know me now in my life as an actor. Uh, I've done many things, include being a school teacher and playing professional lacrosse and being a professional dancer. But all of those things have worked me into a place where I now uh, I'm a full time artist at working in film as a performer, which is sometimes acting as a person and sometimes doing a specialized um, type of performance called creature work. Um, because of that variety of skills, I've yeah, become this kind of um, entity in my work. <clears throat> entity in your work. Yeah, it's um, it's a funny kind of little mix you got going here because you were, you're a dancer, you're a school teacher, but you've played this horrendous looking, very cool extraterrestrial space hunter as well. So you kind of got like this little double standard life here in a way haven't you it's, it's really funny to see but i have to say um prey was fantastic fantastic movie and um so cool to to have you on here and i tell you what i've got four really really good questions lined up for today kyle so um if you're ready to go should we jump on to question number one let's do it <laughs> that's the energy we like to see right then so for my first question then um tell me a bit about your backstory then so how did you get into the movie industry what was your inspiration behind it and how did it lead to such awesome roles uh i think honestly that the answer starts off quite pedestrian um i was at the beginning of my film career in my early 20s I was just kind of testing the waters. I worked in background. I did special skills. I did stand in. I was just kind of testing each category to see what it had to offer and if it was a scene that I enjoyed. And my first love in, in the industry was actually people. The people that I met on set who aren't actors are usually people who are like really want to be actors or filmmakers or directors. And so all the people who are in these 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 smaller uh, jobs that people don't hear about are all working on stuff on set. They bring in their scripts, they bring in their shit and they're like working on their computers. And it really inspired me to be like, wow, maybe I could do this as a living because I knew that I was a natural born performer, whether it was sports or acting or dancing. I have always just been really um, uh, drawn towards performance arts especially because of the impact it has on the world like film is the biggest artistic medium made of other artistic mediums on earth that is impacting our culture right now and okay. has been last you know 100 years so that's where it started and then it started to wind up and i started to do things because at the time i was i was dancing a lot uh, and training as an actor um, i would do creature work and special skills and so they'd be like, oh we need this guy like dressed up really cool doing this wavy thing um, to the point where eventually I started to get bigger opportunities to play these characters. And I really found out and started doing my research. People like one of my biggest inspirations, I'm sure everyone knows, is Doug Jones. And uh, I realized that level existed. And because I'm such a competitive spirit, I'm like, I want my version of what he is in that. And there's something really special about embodying characters in your body because yeah, you have to understand the acting element of it and how to build the character, but there's just something innately freeing about like, yeah, like just embodying mm. something inhuman. Um, and, and yeah, and so my career started there and kind of built up as I would do traditional roles as a person acting like me. And then I would do these creature things, but the creature things just seemed to happen really easily. There wasn't much resistance to to the opportunities that were coming to me. Yeah, that's definitely got to be a talent, though. I mean, it's one of those things where if you, I, I guess it's it's probably pretty hard to learn that kind of a thing. It's one of those things you have to be talented at and that sort of flow and being able to sort of have such a clear idea of what this thing would be doing or how it would be reacting to situations and how it would move. It's it's, it's a very, very tough thing to do for sure. And um, 
yeah, credit to you for doing all that. But yeah, I just want to ask as well then. So what, what was your very first gig then? What was your first kind of creature performance or or or, um, or movie sort of feature? I, I first really, like I did a ton of creatures when I was doing special skills work, but you don't really get credited as an actor for those gigs. So I never really mm. talk about them, but there was probably 60 that I did as a special skills and never got credited as an actor. So that was all building towards it. But the big, the first big break as a, as a creature was, it was called The Midnight Man with Travis Zeruni. And I got to work, that's where I met Robert England, who plays Freddy Cougar. Right. Um, yeah, so I got to meet him and Lynn Shea, who is an, uh, fucking, these were spectacular actors. When I watched them work, I was just like, holy Christ, like this level is, whoa, these people impact me. So that was a huge opportunity. And I was playing the creature. So they really wanted to have a bond with me since I was the, the feature creature, mm. <laughs> Midnight Man. And that audition I did was, that was, that's actually a breaking point because I had quit all my jobs. I was doing construction and a bunch of other crap. And I quit all my jobs and I lived for about six months with, with no work on my savings. And I was one month away from not paying rent and i booked that gig right after a breakup so i got i had a breakup and, and then the next day i went to the callback and they said oh no this isn't a callback we were actually so inspired by your um performance in the audition room that we're redoing the whole wardrobe to build this character around you and i was like what is this a joke and they're like no this is not a joke like you this is your character and so that hit that land being and then they flew me to winnipeg and we shot for a month uh on this beautiful old mansion and that was the first time i really got to to put everything into a character and i had a whole routine outside of work where i would wake up and stretch and like do character work and then come to set and then i would come like there, i really took that seriously and 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 the movie you know i don't know how well it really did because mm. It's a movie. You can never tell. You just bring your thing and do the best you can. And then film gods, <laughs> don't fuck me, you know? Um, and, and, but it, I learned a ton. I met a bunch of uh, really amazing people and, and that, that momentum kind of threw me into that as a career path, as a possibility of a career path to like really take creature work to the next level. That's amazing. And I just, I just love hearing stories like this where you've had such a you're in you're in a bad spot and things weren't going your way and almost it was at that breaking point in a sense and then you've gone on to have this turnaround and you've done all these amazing things and this opportunity just came it just makes you think like you must have done something in your past life to really deserve it but that's an amazing thing that's happened and um you've gone on to do all the stuff with the predator and, and and prey and i want to ask about that next as well so um in my second question um looking at the instagram and stuff obviously and uh, obviously seeing the movie um you obviously did a lot of work as the predator in prey so um, my question is how did you get that role and what was it like playing such an iconic character Woo! well that that's a there is some backstory to that so um, so I, I obviously played the the Predators in 2018, but I didn't get credit for it. And that was a huge learning experience because I'm sure I just a lot of people on the outside. Um, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of politics and things in the industry, as I'm sure you can imagine. And when you go in with the best intentions, you don't always get the the same back. Uh, and and it's, and it's it's a hard industry. There's a lot of business elements to it that I've had to learn on the fly because I'm just an artist and I want to make cool shit with cool people. That's honestly, that's just how I want to live. I'm not there. I'm not in this industry to like make money and get rich and blah. Like I don't give a shit about that. I only care about being impactful. So when I came to that first part in 2018, I worked with Brian Prince, um, and he's he's not an actor or performer, and he was just a parkour athlete. Yeah, and he got me parkour, and. I learned like, oh, I'm a good mover, but six, he was six nine or he's six ten. Oh, he can do parkour. Well, I can do parkour, and I took that on. And so that was a huge thing where we collaborated, and I brought the acting element to it, and he brought that higher movement skill to it, and we build these characters, but didn't get credited properly. So I kind of had to start from ground zero after that project, and then a couple of years, a couple of years ago, uh, when they uh, the thing came for prey, it was actually Alec at ADI Studios who had reached out who I'd worked with in the 2018. And he said, Hey, 
um, we're be, you're being considered for a film. I can't say what, but are you interested? I'm like, well, that's Vegas shit. <laughs> oh, like, of, course, of course I'm interested. He goes, okay, well, there's this guy who wants to talk to you. And his name is Dan Trachtenberg. And so obviously I did my research and I'm like, oh, Dan Trachtenberg did 10 Cloverfield Lane. I love that movie. Like, that's really well done. And I'm like, oh, he did The Boys. He did this. And I had a feeling he was connected to something. And I heard talks of The Predator. So when I had the interview with Dan, um, yeah, it was essentially an interview. And we had a Zoom call. And it was really nerdy and awkward because he was <laughs> like, hey, Kyle, blah, blah. And he, I was singing a song. Um, I don't know if you know Tim and Eric are. They're comedians. Um, um, to make a bunch of really weird, satirical, like, high weirdness humor and i was singing the song going totinos totinos where do you go and as dan came on the camera he's like totinos totinos everybody knows. <laughs> it was like it was kind of awkward because they're like uh did we just become friends and we had this conversation and he's like do you even know what this project is i'm like i think it's predator he's like oh my god you don't know anything i was like no so he's like okay it's called predator it's going to be based around comanche uh indian tribe and it's going to be you know about this story where, where prehistory and i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> and i was like are you asking me because there was no audition for this he's just like i know what you're capable of i alex speaks highly of you you have this background and i and I think it's the first that time I'd really been offered something that was um, a role I didn't have to audition for. Mm. And I said, I, I've been already, you know, I'm always workshopping movement and, and character stuff. So I said, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. So he told me about the project and we started going into it. He's like, yeah, like, as far as I'm concerned, you are the predator. And I was like, okay, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's like, I was built to do these characters. Like I, I grew up with the predator. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I these films are a huge part of my and Dan is very similar to he's a bit older than me but he's pretty close enough that he was part of that and, and we just had a really good communication and chemistry and so that's where it started um and then from there you know things get more complicated but um yeah that's that's how I got um the offer was essentially through Alex um me pushing for, for to Dan like hey this guy is the guy um, you know, he's a mover, an actor and a performer. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's how the opportunity to get into Prey started. That's wicked. That That's, that's such a cool story. And I feel like it was totally deserved as well after what happened in, in the, in the Predator in 2018, for sure. And um, oh, it's just such, such a cool role. I mean, I was just trying to imagine what it must feel like to, to realize you're the person who's going to be impersonating and doing the, the moving and, and the acting for this character which just has been around in such a legendary fashion for so many years and I mean there's the movement side of it which obviously is the talent for you and stuff but I've got to know what's it like in that suit trying to do all these things uh, I mean it's creature work specifically playing a character as a creature is quite demanding uh, because it's not just about uh, your acting quality like how you embody a creature like this isn't a wild animal the predator is a sentient being if not more um collected in its consciousness than humans are because mm. it's able to space. even though it's a very primal hunter it can space travel it can fly through space arrive here and hunt so that means that it has a high technical capacity and a consciousness so to embody that um and make that a truthful thing that people can read just watching because I never get to speak. You can't hear me play the predator. You mm -hmm. have to read my speech through my body. And so when playing those creatures, you have to really be embodied in, in its movements and almost accentuate how it moves. If it's this thing's probably 800 pounds yeah. or more pounds. So this thing, you can't, it doesn't walk like athletically like a human does it's gonna walk lumbering and it's got huge shoulders and maybe he's always carrying some in his pack so he's got a little bit of like a, a back problem like I, I think about like maybe his spine's a bit warped because he's been so many battles that his left shoulder got shattered and he's just like <laughs> like so i embody what i think the history of the character may be and then when you get the suit on suit work is very demanding because the silicone suit is, is essentially they they mold your body and they build the suit piece and then you put on the sh the feet pieces mm. after 
and then the hands, and then right before you're about to shoot the scene, they put the head on. But once the head is on, depending on the design, like the prey, the design was our head was in the neck. Wow. And the head itself was up here. So to make the head look at you, I had to do this. Imagine being six foot nine and still having to have a head that's way taller than your head. Jesus. Like this, like I'm doing this the whole time. Yeah. Looking at the ground while doing like block, hit, bit. I can't see. I'm looking through slits and I have to memorize the movement so well that I know when he's going to strike and block and come around. So, and the suit itself is just, it beats you up. Mm. A lot or just like oh it must just be amazing i'm like it is amazing to do it but man like after a, a 12 to 16 hour day in that suit your body is just like this and you have to you know whatever your routine is whether it's massage or hot showers like mine was like i need a bath so as part of the contract i need a bath so i can <laughs> relax the muscles so that you can do it over and over and over otherwise it just breaks your body you're a giant it's breaking your body down so you need to have the endurance to be able to bring that performance in each uh, day. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, it's, I have to say it sounds so challenging. And I mean, it must be weird for you because you're 6'9", and that's that's very tall. I mean, I'm 6'3", I thought I was tall, but I mean, looking up at you would be crazy. But having something on top of your head as well, that's so much higher, must be so yeah. difficult to kind of coordinate all of that. But um, I have to say that there's another little thing I want to ask as well, just thinking about that. So um, obviously with the Predator and stuff, I mean, you do creature work and that's that's a lot of emotion stuff and that's a lot of sort of emotion based work and and movement stuff. But in in Prey, there's a lot of fighting scenes and a lot of action scenes where there's tools involved and 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 fighting action and stuff. So I kind of want to ask, did you learn all of that sort of at that movie or did you have kind of fight choreography stuff uh, down before that as well? So. I have a background in martial arts. I've done kickboxing and boxing. Um, and I also, I was self-taught Bostaff. Do you know what Bostaff is? No, but yeah, tell me about it though. It's the long, it's like a kendo stick, like a okay. long, um, and mine's made of rattan wood. And I, I was, a friend of mine taught it to me as a child in his backyard. And I also learned nunchucks. So we were just wild children and he was like, let's learn both stuff. And so we did. And I've been practicing that throughout life and, and have now taken uh, lessons in both staff. So I know the actual combat elements, but I also do um, katana so I can work with the sword. And this is all just self-interest. I also now have a whip. Like I just have a bunch mm -hmm. of random skills that you don't imagine. But I those skills are now become assets because in a movie that's going to involve it was Stephen McMichael was the the stunt coordinator and he has a huge background in in like Wing Chun and a bunch of martial arts so he was happy to have me come on board and have some knowledge of fighting so he doesn't have to do as much to get that of the character already Dan loved the fact I did bow staff because the character itself has a staff yeah mm. so I practiced every day I was doing all of my movements and to be ready that when we get on set I have something to bring to Dan and go, do you like this? Does this look good? Hey, Steve, do you like the way this looks? Like, can we do this in a scene? And when I got the actual staff, it, like for the Predator thing, it looked great, but it's not balanced. Mm. A real martial arts weapon is balanced. When you're trying to swing something around that's not balanced, and it's also half made of foam and half made of a steel pipe. So all the logistics now come in and you have to figure it out how do we make this thing move that it looks real and doesn't like get floppy when I have to hit the character? So mm. there's a ton of um, dialogue and a ton of workshopping that happens. And, and having the background in martial arts helps a lot because we're capable of uh, letting me do more and less on say the stunt double. Mm. So it, it was, it was uh, allowing me to do, cause I really wanted to do it all too. I wanted to do as much as humanly possible to, to have autonomy over like making this character come alive. Cause I know there's very few people who are six foot nine who are actors, dancers, creature performers, martial artists. Like there's, I have a specialized skill set that has given me the ability to bring a character to life because of all of these random, they, uh, they used to be random. Like, why do I have all these skills? And now they're all in this package that goes, well, here's your character. 
He can wield a sword. He can wield a staff. He can, he can, I can strike and make this strike not look like, ah, grr, rawr, you know, yeah. not, not uh, corny. I can, when I strike, I can go, ah. I can throw my body into it and make it look like a thousand pound creature just struck a man. Like, and what that would do. Cause if I just go, you know, <laughs> fish like, slap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and even though it's an alien creature and it doesn't know what kickboxing is, those elements of uh, kinesthesia, which means like the the mind inside your muscle, mm -hmm. are the same because the mechanics of how a creature swings is based on its structure. So it has a head, it has arms, it has legs. So when it moves and turn and fights, it's going to strike, strike, block, stab you know you're yeah. trying and then so that's the conversation with the with the stunt coordinator is hey you're the master at this what looks really cool that you can make up that i'm capable of essentially not faking but like um how far can i bring my skill set to your skill set to match what the director wants which is like i want this guy to go flying back so let's do a combination that fucks him up and then at the end, boof, he gets, you know, pulled out of screen. Um, so yeah, that that's like kind of, that, that's a bit more in depth on on how those things are made based on my skill set. Mm. That's really cool. And yeah, I, I have to say, I totally agree with that as well. It, it's funny how all these little things have sort of created this package now in a way, isn't it? That's so, so much more attracting to people. And when they're looking for specific projects and stuff, it just it must really help with that sort of conversion rate in a sense when you have so much more sort of potential. And, and, and actually this really, this does lead really well onto the next question, but I just want to say about it. It's like when you're doing something like this, it's so important to keep expanding on that repertoire and just keep having all these skills, because even if it's not something useful, it's something on that, that list of things. So if something came up where that skill was required or if they wanted to make a change and make something flow better then um then then you'd be able to do that and it just helps probably get more more jobs and more work and that's obviously what everyone wants but um yeah like i said for, for the third question um this this is leading perfectly to it so um for, for other people who might want to get into stunt work or creature work or something and follow a similar path to you do you have any tips for getting into the industry uh i mean i kind of I would never title myself as a stuntman because stuntmen are on another level of of proficiency in their work. Although I I am usually doing my own stunts because there aren't very many six foot nine stunt guys, and the <laughs> yeah. ones that are, are are very specific and and may have a different look. And and I I know I'm capable of doing most of my own stunts. I just don't want to do the crashes and stuff because I. I Playing lacrosse, I lived a very violent life when I was young, and uh, yeah, it, it just takes a toll on you. And I, I want to perform as long as possible in this body, so I, mm. I would rather a stunt person who's a professional at doing that take on like a crash or like a crazy pull off a tree, where I can do all the fighting and I can do some of the falls and some of the stuff. So I don't title myself as a stunt person, but as a performer advice to give people i mean well my, my advice would be nuanced because i'm six foot nine it's put me in a very specific category where someone five foot five coming into the industry as a creature is going to have a different set of opportunities based on their skill set so i would say look at your skills as a performer and say you're really good at martial arts or you're really good at um moving or dancing like and like my my dance style isn't salsa or like you know it's popping and a lot of people when i say that they're like oh you mean like pop lock like where they don't really know it's a very specific like there's i'm the tallest popper in the world in the scene like there's i so there's very few people who ever even choose that style as tall people so you look at your history in life and what skills you have to offer and if you're coming into a performance as a stuntman, well, then you, you definitely need to know some martial arts. You definitely need to have movement proficiency and be able to work uh, with a team. Because um, if you're a stuntman, you're working, uh, you're usually mimicking the, the actor. So if you're doubling, you're mimicking the actor, and you have to be capable of looking at their movement design and how that person moves and making it look like you're them. 
Mm. Uh, whereas as a creature, if, if you're looking to get in as creature work, you need some of the similar things. Like, do you have a movement proficiency background as a, a dancer, a martial artist, or, or gymnastics? So movement proficiency uh, is just a really good skill to have as a performer because it allows you to be um, malleable. And, and usually it's a different kind of knowledge. Reading how to do a movement-oriented skills is a different than memorizing a, a test. You know, it's a different part of your brain. So people who are getting into performance, I would say the best way to get in is to just A, be doing it in your own life, whether money's involved or not. So if you're doing your own projects or you're working with um, other creatives or and putting yourself out there. So I mean, for me, I got into special skills. I got into background because I wanted to be on set. I wanted to see how it was happening. And in between my background, where okay, everyone just walk back and forth. I would go by the tent and I would just dance. <laughs> um, and people would be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Who does he think he is? Like, oh, you're not a performer. Like, are you just background? You know, people... And I'd be like, that's fine. I just do my thing. And people go, dude, that's crazy. Well, there was one day where someone went, hey, um, let's get that guy over here doing this. Let's give him an upgrade. We want to upgrade him. So that my opportunity to show more of myself happened because I was doing it in every situation. So if you're someone who's getting into an industry and you want to be a stuntman or you want to be a character performer, you better be doing it every day. It's, it's like if you want to be a master guitar player, you don't, don't just pick it up once a week. You do it every day, whether you like it or not. doesn't matter how much time you do it a day. You do it every single fucking day. And eventually you get really good at it. People start to know that that's a part of how they identify you. And you have a confidence in it. So when you come and get your opportunity, which is where it's all up to you, you eventually will get the opportunity. You have to be ready. And to be ready, you need to be living in that way. So I, I feel like my best advice is to be ready and to be ready. You should be doing whatever it is and you better love it. Cause if you're just trying to be a creature for money, that might work. Honestly, I'm sure there's some people it, it does work, but it's, you have to have a passion for it because people have to feel you be those characters and to be it, you have to fully embody it like it is you. So mm, yeah. that's when I say like, it better be a part of your lifestyle because that's the, the best way to get opportunities in that field is to impact people so you got to be ready you got to be prepared you got to be you know in your body you got to be impactful uh so i think a lot of that comes down to your own um uh diligence in in your training and, I love and, and just doing it i love that such good advice and that that's life advice though as well that goes for that goes for everything we just said there as well and i totally agree you have to love it i mean it's especially in something where movements and actions and stuff are being performed it's a bit like when you go to a restaurant or something you can always sort of tell the waiters who are bored and just want to go home and are hating their job and everything and you can tell the ones who are loving it who are f full of buzzing and everything and and so much of body language comes out when you love something. And if you don't love something, you can kind of see it and you can kind of tell, can't you? So in something, especially like this, where you're doing all these movements and, and creature work and stuff, you have to you have to be connected to it. And, and to be able to be connected to it, you have to love it. Um, but yeah, like I said, love that advice. So sound. But I want to ask one more thing as well, though. So you um, you're obviously a natural at this stuff, but talent can only get people so far i'd say for sure in any anything it's just it's almost like the kind of the head start in, in something and so let's say someone listened to this or someone really is a huge fan of you and wants to go down a similar path as well but they just don't have that sort of that sort of natural talent towards it i'm just interested what do you feel has been the biggest biggest things that have helped you kind of grow and connect into that into that industry and skill was it the dancing was it the martial arts or was it something else that's really sort of helped you develop that that skill set for it well i don't have anything tangible and empirical i could say about why i what my my one up is but i have felt since i was a child that i was going to do something powerful in my life um and 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 be known for my choices and as i grew up i was like oh maybe i'm going to be a professional lacrosse player which i did and that wasn't it 
well, maybe I'm going to be the professional dancer and, and everyone's going to know I did that. And and then it changed and it wasn't even about being known as a dancer. It just became uh, like like singing. I love singing and dancing is like singing for me. It just it feeds my soul and makes me feel good in my body. But when I found acting, it was a way that I could take all of those things and share a part of me that impacts people in a not just a positive way, because some of these characters I'm doing are really dark. That's the irony is I'm a being that's just emanating light in my life. And I play so many dark characters. And I feel that's part of the irony of my, my path. I would say it's not just about skill. I didn't start dancing until I was 23 years old. I could not do a two-step. I couldn't go one, two, one, two. So for how much natural ability I have in dancing, it wasn't my natural ability that got me there. It was doing it every single day in a three by three and a half foot room, right? Dance in front of a computer for three years. And I didn't show anyone. I recorded myself and I'd watch it. So I think it's the diligence in training, not your talent. I know a ton of talented people. When I grew up, I, I, I knew some of the best dancers and you know what they did? Nothing because they had no drive. They were just, they didn't follow. They're like, oh, well, I'm really good. So I don't really need to practice much. Whereas I've met actors and talked to, you know, I've, I've hung out with Jeff Bridges and had conversations with him. I've talked to Kit Harrington and, and got to have real conversations as two human beings talking about life. And some of the most important things they said were, where it's all about experiencing your life as fully as possible. And so whether that's traveling or breaking a heart or loving someone or like those experiences and the, the diligence to go after those experiences are what is drawing opportunity closer to you. So I don't, there's the harder worker in the room is usually the person who will succeed. It's not the person with the most talent. Uh, as you can see in the world, there's a lot of really talented people who are well-known and there's a lot of really non-talented people that are well-known. It's not, it's more to do with like, we look at people with a really good work ethic and go, wow, we can see all that accomplishment that they're showing us. But what about all the failure that they had to make it there? You'll never know it because people look at me, oh, you played the predator twice. Wow, you're the predator. Yeah, but how many things did I fail? You know how many times I've fallen over? How many times I've been fucked over by people? Lots. And you know what you learn from that? You learn to get up and continue going because it's what you want. So if it's something that you want, you're going to put in the work to do it. And you're going to take those hits because those are all a part of your experience package. Because next time you're going to become more. And then next time you're going to become more. And then eventually become this powerhouse that when people experience you, you impact them. And that's nothing to do with anything but your own will to continue training and to continue moving forward. So I would say, honestly, it's more about your your diligence and drive to practice and be authentic in whatever it is you love doing. Uh, and then be truthful to yourself self about what that is. Because I think those opportunities will come to you if you put in the work. Not if you're like, oh, I'm talented, so give it to me. There, this industry is one of the most competitive in the world because there's tons of talented people. So who's going to get the opportunity? Probably the one who's putting in more work and 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 continuing. It's an endurance game too. You get knocked down a bunch. You just if you can keep getting up, you will eventually succeed. Mm. That's that's the truth of it. If you can if you can take the hits and keep getting up and keep going, you will succeed. It's just a lot of people take the hits and they're like, "Fuck this, I'm out." All right. Uh, it wasn't for me. I'm out. If you can keep going, eventually you land and then people know you as a thing and, and they start to support you more. And now you have the support. When there's support, you can do it easier. It's easier to wake up and go like, okay, like, yeah, I've worked on a $120 million film. Oh yeah. Like I played that character and I did the best I could do in that character. So then I think once you have that support, it's easier. But when you're just uh, you have to have that work ethic because if you don't yeah i mean like your show your talk show you're gonna go all in you're gonna brand the top you're gonna put on your shirt you're gonna put on your chair you're gonna put on your fucking eye mask when you go to bed because you <laughs> want to embody you want to embody that as you as a part of you so you're make you're putting it out in the you're taking the action and intention so i think that work ethic and that action 
it, it sounds so simple, but it really comes down to that bare bones is like train it, train it, train it. Uh, and when you're not loving it, do it anyway. That Honestly, you're not going to love it every day. You're not going to love it every day. Some days you're going to be like, oh, what am I fucking doing? Like, <laughs> And you do it anyways, because you know, it's just a down day and you're going to, ne- you'll have those days where you're like, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the endurance, honestly. We'll just nice. boil it down to endurance. <laughs> I love that. Like 10 minutes of, of advice and it's just going to get boiled down to endurance, but no, it's, it's so true though. Okay. I, I totally agree. And it's just like talent is so wasted if you haven't got the passion for it, because like you said, it, everything's so competitive now. And, um, I heard a really good quote the other day, actually, that, that I thought of when I, when you were saying that, I think people said that the problem with the 10, the people who are doing 10 out of 10 now or putting in a hundred percent is that they're realizing now that it's actually a very crowded place nowadays because everything is just so hyper competitive and it's the, it's the extra drive and work ethic and that extra bit of the late nights and the early mornings and stuff that make that huge difference and sets the people apart. And so true. And I just want to say a huge game of Thrones fan. I can't believe you got to meet Kit Harrington. That's awesome. I've got to do a quick impression. She was my queen. <laughs> okay. So, so that's, that's, that's my uh, Kit Harrington impression right there. Got that out of the way. I'm very happy to have done that. And um, yeah, so true though. I mean, yeah, like with the podcasts and stuff, there's been episodes where things haven't quite gone well or there's been problems and there's been things that happened with connection and, and stuff like this. But like you said, it's just turning up every day and following that passion and stuff. That's, that's what sets people apart. And um anyway so talking about passion and and all all this kind of stuff this this is a, a great time for my fourth question as well to talk about it so um throughout all the awesome roles you've had an experience you've had what has been your favorite moment or moments stunt or scene that you regard as the pinnacle of your work or your best memory from your time in the industry Oof. I've had some very high moments. I mean, we'll we'll just talk about prey a little bit just because it's so relevant. Um, training with the indigenous cast. So before before we shot, they flew us out a month early, and it was me and it was all of the main cast. And we all went to this warehouse where we would show up every day and we first, like when we first met, it was in the hotel and they're like, Hey, you're the tall guy. Are you the predator? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, you know, what's, Hey, you know, nice to meet you. And they were from all over North America. So they were from like Saskatchewan and Alberta and Montana uh, and all these different countries and States. Um, but they're all playing Comanche. <laughs> so there was like this brotherhood in it. And when they brought us out early, we did a training camp. So every day we would come and some days it was just physically warm up, do physical training. Some days we played hockey together and it was like a bonding element. And some days they practiced. I actually want to post these videos. I'm probably going to on my Instagram, but they were practicing like hunting together, like in a pack. And it was really satisfying to be a part of that training because every day we would come back to the hotel and we would like play music together. They're all somehow musically talented too. And we would play music and hang out and just have these really like those experiences are priceless because we're all coming together to do this really powerful. And it's a powerful message. The fact that it's an all indigenous cast, the first one ever dubbed in full Comanche, like all of that shit's historical in film. So to be, you know, the white dude amongst that (laughs) was, was an honor. Like I was the minority in that group and I was learning more about the culture and learning more about how they bond. And, and that was so powerful and so priceless to me because that, that is the stuff that I do this job for is to have those experiences because uh, they inspire me. Uh, these, these people were like so pure and so driven and they deserve every drop of success they get from it. So that that's very powerful for me for prey. One of my favorite characters I played though is um, the shadow man. Uh, it, it's a show they redid it. They reimagined the series. Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, and I was in season two, The Curse of the Shadows, and I played the feature character, The Shadow Man. And I grew up watching Are You Afraid of the Dark in the 90s. And so to play one of the characters for the six episode series, th- it was an all child cast. So it's also cool because we don't do night shoots 
we wrap at 10 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> that was great. But the all the kids were really talented, really humble. And every day felt like every day was fun. And it's rare that you get a project where you, every day you show up, you're just like, I fucking love being here. Like, I am so thankful to be paid to do this work right now. And that project every day was like that. The showrunner, it was incredible. The director was incredible. They were very collaborative. Hey, Kyle, um, so we want to kind of come in and we want you to come in and do this. But like, do you have any thoughts? Like, what do you think about this? And I would go, okay, well, I think I can move like this and I could do this and do this. And they're like, okay, let's try that. And so I got a lot of opportunity to play and bring my own uh, artistic integrity to the role. And it's honestly like for people who haven't seen that in my work, because it may not have had like the predator budget. Like if you watch, go watch, uh, are you afraid of the dark curse of the shadows? You'll see some really good character work. That creature was, was terrifying. Like it was really terrifying. And I got to do some really cool shit with it. Um, and, and it really highlighted what is possible when when there's a, a collaborative element in a project. And so that sits really strongly with me. Um, but every project I think has moments in it where I'm like, oh man, this is really special to me. So so I'm sure I could go back to a ton of projects. I don't think I have one that's like, this is the one. I think, because based on where you are at in life, when you're doing these projects, they mean different things to you. So I don't know if I could be like, that's the one. Um, but yeah, th those are some some highlight moments that really um, I love the sense of community. I like we're a bunch of carnies. People who work in film are all, all on a carnival set. It's a bunch of random people who don't fit in, put onto a set. Hey, go make this thing now. And sometimes there's synergy and it works. And sometimes there's a bunch of assholes and everyone's like, fuck this. So you never really know what you're going to get. It's kind of like, oh, let's throw the dice. Um, you could build the most talented team. But there's the synergy, like, do they fit? If they don't fit, then there's like a friction and you just got to work through that too. You got to learn how to be good at, let's do it anyway. Um, so when it does work and, and things just fit, it's very, very special. And, and is honestly the reason I, I do this as a job is those moments carry me for years because they're so like, wow, what, like I get to play the predator with an all indigenous cast where we got to train together and eat together and, and sleep together, essentially in the hotel, you know, like we're th that community uh, making a film is just such a, a nuanced, special experience that, yeah, I'm sure if I look back at each project, I could find one, but those, those two were really, really powerful to me. Yeah. That's, that, that's a beautiful thing. That's really wholesome as well. And I, I totally, totally can see exactly how that happens. Now, I've actually spoken to people who've had this exact experience too. And when you're put in these situations where you're training with the, the, the people, especially in movies and stuff, where, you, where you're part of a team, where teamwork is so important and communication and understanding each other and knowing who you're, who you're playing and the roles and stuff, you're put into that situation where you do have to bond in a way. And like some of the guys from The Hobbit, they're all best friends now and you see it so much in movies and stuff where the cast they all become really great friends and it adds so much more kind of depth and meaning to everything especially if you're a big fan of it but um yeah like Kyle um the last thing I want to ask you as well though is um what's coming up next for you man yeah what have you got anything on the planet any goals or anything big that you can hint on um I mean you've had such a great career so far and done so much cool stuff and um if there's anything you could tell us then um I, I'd love to know um yeah i mean from my perspective it's always different than the outer like people are like oh you've done all these things for me i'm like i'm just getting started <laughs> like you don't even know what my my own standard for my success looks like is high uh and it's just because i i want to maximize my time in this flesh puppet to do something impactful for the world and and working in film i think is 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 a big thing for me because it, it's, it's viewed by billions of people. Uh, and if I have the chance to make an impact, this is probably one of the most powerful ways I can do it. Um, so I'm always looking for projects in my future that will allow me to express more of what I genuinely want to do. Um, like predators are just a piece of that. That's like, you know, the bigger, the bigger the project you get into, 
the more politics are involved and that's something I don't like going into too deep because it just gets very personal. Mm. But sometimes the indie projects are the ones that deliver you the most satisfaction in your life. And I have one on the line right now. I, I can't say what exactly it is, but it's a director I worked with on a short film that won a bunch of, award, bunch of awards. And I ended up winning uh, an award in my community for best supporting actor for Great, this project. Well and he is pitching a feature um, for a budget that will allow for us to do it properly. And it's, I will be playing a leading role and it's not a creature per se. It's a, it's a character who, you know, is a big part of it, but there's so many creature elements to this person because he's more than human. Like he's, he's human, but he's also eternal. He's lived for 600 years. So I won't go too far into what the story is, but this person thinks it's becoming a God. And so it's, it's going to give me a lot of room to play and really, um, what I want in my career right now is more growth uh, and, and the opportunity to show more of my spirit and, and what I'm capable of and the training that I've been doing. I've been training for so many years now and I wanna now take an amalgamation of my creature work and my work as, as a human actor and and do a variety of roles. So, you know, if, if like aliens showed up or another predator, I, of course, like I would jump on those because I love those franchises and I've worked with those teams. Um, but I, I also am wanting to go into the indie scene. And, and so that, that feature being pitched is a big element. Um, there's a couple of creature opportunities on the horizon. Uh, and all this, this is the thing is I can, I can't really ever talk about them because there's NDAs and all this bullshit. Um, but yeah, my, my creature elements, I really want to be working on creatures that are, um, doing things uh the evolution of creature work so like doug jones and all of these actors have carried this this work to a place now where people are now looking at it and respecting it for what it is like creature work isn't stunt work creature work is creature work mm. stunt work is stunt work stunt work has movement and crashes and all this but creature work is is a different element where it's it's m more about the the embodiment of the character through movement not necessarily can this creature roll can this creature fall it's about can i stand there as this creature and look at you and make you feel this creature mm. so i really want to take that and and elevate what people think is even possible from a creature and what they've seen so especially being six foot nine i the next creatures i want to do i want to do things that whatever the character is i want to I want to surprise people and take it to that next level just for the sake of taking it to that next level. So all the opportunities I'm looking at, I'm looking to evolve as a person for myself, but also take character work and creature work and, and, and just level it up. So that's, that's what I'm focused on right now. Uh, and a lot of that honestly is just self-development training my skills. Like I said, training every day, whether it's in a gym or at the park playing with my whips or going into acting workshops or traveling to in like going to India or go, like, I travel also to bring new perspectives and new ways of thinking to my work so that I'm always, um, I'm not stale. So that's a big push for me right now is that just also just be like, people are always like, what are you doing next? What's next? Oh my God, what's next for you? Sometimes what's next for me is sitting in my room and staring at the trees and, and wondering about the universe. And it's not actually to do with anything to do with acting or anything to do with what my next career move is. It's just about being present so that I feel the clarity of purpose and opportunity flows towards me. And I think that's a very important lifestyle thing that's not talked about in the industry because it's all about grind get your next thing, punch through the wall and get to the next, you know, if they're in the way, cut them down and take them out so you can get your opportunity. I don't work or live like that. I live in harmony with the world and this planet and my people and opportunity is going to come to me because I'm working hard and I'm taking time and space to let it flow towards me because for how much I'm working, I can never know what the next opportunity is. There's, there's so many factors in, in what comes on your plate that I just want to be ready for it when it comes. So for having those things that I'm excited about, I'm also just like, hey, universe, um, I'm training, I'm working, 
deliver me opportunities so that I can grow and whatever it is, it is. That's so deep, so powerful. And I I love that as well. It's like, like you said, it's just, it's not all just acting and movies and industry. You're, you're finding yourself and you're definitely, I know you, you already know this, but by doing that, you're going to find by traveling as well, you're going to find there's so much experience to be gained for it, for your roles and stuff. You know, if there's a, a character that comes up with something or a creature with a certain backstory to it, and it's been from a certain place that you've been to, you're going to have so much more understanding of that sort of movement and that sort of reaction and emotion and stuff. And I have to say, I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what, what the next project is for you. And, um, and Hey, look, this has been our four questions done for today, Kyle. And um, let's, let's find out where my people can find you and, and get on, get onto your, your stuff as well and see where we can, uh, where we can see all your future projects. So it is time for, what I like to call the shameless plug. So Kyle, feel free to take a minute and promote anything that you're working on, want people to take a look at or just something you believe in or any social media or anything. Uh, I mean, my social media uh, that you can follow me for my work is actor Kyle Strouts on Instagram. Um, I also have a Twitter that that's, uh, you could search up Kyle Strouts or Gino604, G-E-N-O-604. Uh, it's just an old nickname. Um, but other than that, like my my social media presence isn't as large as a lot of other people who work this industry because I spend a lot more time training than working my media. But that's where I will post opportunities and, and how I'm living and what's coming up. Um, I have a website attached to that that people can check out. But um, as for, for, for what's coming next and what to look for, honestly, I don't even know. So <laughs> I, I would, I would, I think just if you're interested in 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 an actor who is pursuing things in a way that's balanced, that's how I would like to have myself seen is is a, taking that approach to the industry and trying to change that in the industry. And um, I think following me, I think there's going to be some really interesting opportunities coming up because that's how it happens in my life is things come in waves like the Predator in 2018, Prey, um, the midnight man, the shadow man, all of these things come in waves and there's a wave coming. And I think it's going to be the next evolution of, of what I'm capable of. So yeah, if, if you follow me on my social media, you will see anything relevant to, to my art. Brilliant. Exactly what we want to hear. And yeah, guys, drop this guy a follow. If you haven't done it already, there'll be uh, links and relevant information and stuff in the description if you're on YouTube or any of the captions and stuff on social media and stuff. So yeah, guys, go and go and drop a follow. This guy's awesome. You can tell. I can tell. Um, <laughs> look at him. He's loving it. Um, so Kyle, just want to say it's been a true pleasure, but thank you so much for joining me today for the Talk 4 podcast. Like I said, absolute pleasure. So glad to have met you. Yeah, thank you too, man. I appreciate it awesome right so guys thank you for listening this has been episode 48 so close to 50 now we are literally there and i've got a really special episode planned for my 50th episode as well so it's going to be good fun but yeah guys if you'd like to listen in for the future episodes make sure to hit that subscribe button and spread some love by leaving a like and a comment signing off for now <laughs>